So let's get start right at the beginning. What is Fashion Freak Show? Ah, it's my dream. Uh, my first dream, I should say. Because uh, when I was a child, I was uh, nine years old, you know, I saw at the TV, uh, my grandmother let me see everything I wanted to, to see, you know. So it means everything. And I saw at the TV, uh, one uh, cabaret show from the Folie Bergère, and it was like the beginning, the entrance, and there were some girls that were, uh, come on, coming down from the ceiling, yep, yeah, yeah. from the ceiling with fishnet, uh, strass, you know, like uh, crystals and like feathers, and I find that beautiful. I didn't know what it was meaning or whatever, but anyway, I was so much inspired by it that I wanted to dress my teddy bear, Nana, uh, it was not a doll because my parents didn't give me a doll because it was for girls' doll. So I have my teddy bear, but which had already already the conic bra that I did for her because <laughs> I wanted like to make her like a girl. So that teddy bear, after when I saw uh, that at the TV, I put him like feather. It was the thing for dust, you know, like uh, cleaning dust, uh, you know, that I put on the face of my. Uh, of my teddy bear. So it was my first creation and I wanted to do after something around that, around the show, you know. And later on, later on, so it was my first dream to make a cabaret uh, show. Because you could have done a retrospective in any number of prestigious museums of your clothes and that would, yeah. that would be it. But a stage show, a stage show, this has always been what you've wanted to create. It's exactly what I wanted to create because after, you know, uh, even when I saw like uh, a movie, you know, called uh, Falbala, uh, which was like something about like haute couture fashion, you know, and uh, like a défilé, uh, a movie of the 40s, and I discovered that, and after I say, hmm, in reality, is that that I want to do, like the couturier, you know. But in that movie, you know, first it was a movie at the TV, but it was a movie, and I was seeing, you know, like the model of the model, the heroine of the of the movie, you know, that was walking. So it was a court walk. So it was like a theater. There was an audience because in fashion shows there is some people seated. At that time they were not like the iPhone to make the photo, etc. So they were looking religiously, and they were looking at the clothes. And after at the end they were clapping and saying, "Ah, oh, we love it." So for me it was like the show of the Folie Bergère, but with the audience, and it was fashion. So the clothes that I love, so all that makes, oh, it will be, that, I will do that job, you know, I will do that profession. So it became that. But at the beginning, Folie Berger. So I was always thinking, even when, I, years after, you know, when I did fashion, you know, always one day I will do like, uh, like a cabaret show, you know, and it's arrived, it's arrived uh, now, you know. And it is absolutely brilliant. And you do start chronologically, you start with the teddy bear, the opening scene yeah, is you yeah. operating on the teddy bear. In a way it's, you a, it's a kind of, of uh, thing in connection with, between like uh, on, fashion and also surgery. You know, because we are like doing some sometimes some prosthesis, you know, we, we, we change a little, we have, you know, it's very, very particular. We even have in you know, the vocabulary something like, for example, we say like uh, the skin, you know, la, 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 la peau, we can like uh, fabrics, you know, it's like always the same thing, you know, always like they make indication when you have surgery, they make indication with like a drawing. Same for the beginning of to do a uh, outfit. So a lot of things similar. 
So what, ha, talk about the creative process behind Fashion Freak Show. When, yeah. when did it begin? How do you even begin to put your life on stage in a two-hour show? So uh, I always wanted to do that, but at the time I saw after real Folie Berger on Revue, on Cabaret Revue, it was always like showing like girls, beautiful, but with almost nude. It was only things like that, you know, it was not with a story. On me, I was saying, it's missing that, you know. And I was saying, the day I will do one, I want to have like connection with the music, uh, uh, more, you know, to make it in a more a modern way, you know. So uh, I, I, I wrote it. I think, okay, so I will do something about fashion. Because also there is one thing, is like there is a lot of people that never saw a real fashion show. So it's something for a little part of people. So I, I, I wanted like to, to show a fashion show, some fashion show. Even if it looks like a little theatrical, in reality it was exactly that. For example, it's my first fashion show was a catastrophe, a disaster. Why? What happens? What happens? It happens that it's almost happened nothing because I, the music start on me, I didn't put the clothes on the girl, you know, and they were not fitted. So they have a silent, enfin, music during five minutes with nobody. <laughs> <laughs> and after it start, but in a, no order, it was complete anarchy, you know, already. So it started like that. But me, what I wanted to show I wanted uh, uh, to show, for example, things that people uh, doesn't know about fashion. So I did. Uh, I wrote it, but not not in the way of reading and saying words. You know, by the way of uh, visually to make something that like visually you can understand, even from different country you can understand. You know. And after there is somebody that helped me from the, uh, we had a team that helped me for the words and that wrote the words is Raphael Schioffi. And I was also helped by uh, Tony Marshall, which, alors, something quite funny, Tony Marshall, is, she's a director, a French director of movie, and she was actress, and her mother mm. was the heroine of the movie Falbala that I saw when I was 13. She was a big star in the 40s and 50s and 60s, and she's there, and she's 96 uh, years old, you so know. You, you met her? Yeah, of course, I met her, but... Uh, long time ago, like uh, 25, 30 years ago, you know, and I say, you know, I, what I am doing, it's because of you, because I saw and I dream after like to do the same thing with, with you. And in some way, so now, you know, I, it's arrived to make like a circle. So I arrived back to the origin of my uh, work and my passion, you know, which is uh, fashion and fashion show. And she, she's there in the movie and she's doing my grandmother. Uh -huh. <laughs> so it's a circle because also in some way my grandmother she let me see the Folie Berger, the TV, the TV, that program of TV also. We need to speak about Marie, your yeah, grandmother, the most influ influential person, woman in your life. Completely, she was absolutely incredible. You know, when you are a little boy, you don't realize how unique she is, but now I see it after with recul, and I say that she was absolutely fantastic because she was a nurse. But she was uh, doing a lot of other things. She was doing magnetism, you know, faith healing, Thank faith you. healing. And she was doing, t playing cards and saying, one, two, three, four, you will find somebody and that will be your friend and etc. She told me, oh, in my future, always good and positive, always. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, you know. And uh, she was also 
comment, very like, uh, she for, for example, one time, I remember, she was in hurry because she has also going to see clients, you know, to make like a, a perfusion and things like that, you know, in their house. So she was late, 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 and uh, she was having, you know, like uh, she was putting a pullover, but she has the under, under dress, you know, that was black satin with a little lace here, you know. So she was so in hurry that she put the pullover over the under dress, and she didn't put the skirt, she forgot the skirt, she put her coat and she went away. Me, I saw it, I didn't say anything. <laughs> because for me, it was funny. And after that, I did, I did clothes that were under that you can put over. So it's why. It comes from her, in reality, her mistake. So mistake can be good on the inspiration. What are the values that she instill in you, Marie? She was quite fabulous because she was very open-minded, you know. And she was very open. She, uh, 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 she was giving some time when some people were coming to her place, you know, which where I was. Uh, she was giving them advice. She was doing massage, beauty mask, things like that, you know. And uh, she was saying things like, ah, yes, maybe you should change your look. You should change maybe your haircut because like that your husband uh, will be pleased and surprised and it will be. So, you know. She was using also psychology, I didn't realize that. On me, I was there listening to, to what she was saying, and I was sketching, I was eight, nine years old, no, 10 years old, and I was sketching the woman, how I was, uh, they were in reality, and I tried to, to represent them as well as possible, and also after, after, how me, I imagined them, and always it was inspired by Brigitte Bardot, by uh, Marilyn Monroe, by Ava Gardner, by actresses, you know, so I was putting the same hairdo to that woman, which didn't fit at all, definitely. It should have been a mistake if she was wearing that, but it was my imagination, and in reality, the women were not at all frightened. Mm. But what was good, it was that uh, she was giving advice, and I was saying how can be important also the look and the clothes, how you present yourself, and that you can say something through the clothes. And she was very like open-minded about like uh, different kind of uh, of beauty already, you know, different uh, races. I didn't know that racism exists, you know, uh, uh, because in my family they truly didn't, uh, they were not at all uh, speaking about that or seeing uh, bad people in, uh, in, uh, in people that are different, you know, that is the fact. In reality, she showed me that there is not only one kind of beauty, but many kinds of beauty. So that it's marvelous, because I was lucky to see that, and I was always, it's, since that, I have been always uh, attracted by difference, differences. Yes, she sounds amazing. I mean, if it wasn't for Marie, there would be no Jean-Paul Gaultier, I think. Yeah. She was the woman who was absolutely fundamental to you becoming who you are. I mean, and she's instilled in you these values. And I want to talk about other movements that have happened and taken place that have really tapped into. You talked about the Folie Berger, and we're sitting in London, so I want to talk about punk, because punk yes. plays a huge part in your life. So what was it about punk and the aesthetic of punk that made you think, yes, that is for me? Alors, I think I should say that, first of all, already uh, to go to London uh, was since the beginning. I mean, I, I, I went the first time, maybe in 73, 74, after, and I went after many times. But I remember that I saw the eccentricity of English, the difference of the English, which truly, it's, uh, I don't know if it is because it's an island, but uh, 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 that fact makes that they have their own tradition and they were different. 
even physically, and the spirit was completely different. So I felt that since the beginning, and I love that difference. The bricks, the architecture, you know, with the bricks all red, like that was beautiful, the color, everything. And people, and old ladies, like the queen, for example, mm -hmm. that were always like a little eccentric, which I loved, you know. It was everybody was different in some way. And little by little, I remember my first truly big shock. I, I remember that w uh, when I went there for the first time, there were some girls that were sometimes with curves and, you know, with f shapes and yeah. forms, you know. And they were like quite beautiful, but in France they should have been like uh, trying to be invisible. Really? There? No, contrary. Big makeup, strong makeup, and like uh, uh, dressing black, but very tight and showing the curves. So I was like marvelous, and they are funny and fabulous for me. It was like stars, you know. And uh, uh, one thing that first shock, uh, already almost like just before the punk, it was I was on King's Road, not yet the punk, but it was in 74, 75, mm -hmm. and I saw the Rocky Horror Show, but the play, not the movie, the play. Yep. So it was. Did you, I, did you dress up? I didn't because at that time it was, it was not new. that cult okay. when it became cult. But I was, I didn't know where I was. I saw only the poster, which was fabulous with the uh, red lipstick that was going like blood, you know, uh -huh. with a black background, beautiful. So I said, I want to see that because it was beautiful, only the poster. Sometimes mistake, but at that time it was not a mistake. It was fabulous. And I uh, remember I enjoyed because it was an old lady, an old lady, Anyways, why I love old lady also, that give me the place where I was. She was with the light, saying me, you will be there, na, 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 na. And at the end, you know, she was placing me, and at the end, she put her light on her face and make like, ah, like a monster, <laughs> you know. Like, she was part of the Rocky Horror Show, you know. It was fabulous. And I love the kind of decadence, let's say, that it was showing. All the, it was already pre-punk, you know, on mm -hmm. the, the looks and the actor, which was from the, I think, the, the Shakespeare Theatre. Of, it was one of classical world, Tim Curry. And he was absolutely fabulous on what a personage which was androgynous, more than androgynous. It was not a transvestite exactly. It was not uh, a transgender. It was only like a kind of androgyny, bisexual, etc. So incredible. So I truly, I was like fascinated by that, you know, on the looks. It was, it was truly uh, beautiful. And years after the punks, uh, two years after, on there, it was like, for me, it was beautiful because it was like the contrary of what was supposed, because you, you know, when I started to work, it was at Cardin, very free house, mm -hmm. very uh, uh, im uh, genius, truly, which is open. He took me, I didn't do it in any school of fashion, only passion about it on reading myself and uh, doing my own classes, and I did my classes in reality at Pierre Cardin. Yeah, so you're not, so not trained, you're not classically trained? No, not no. training. It's, in, my training was by working uh, with him. So first I did that, but after I went to Jean Patou, an old house that was truly like uh, uh, old and with no couturier was dead, Jean Patou. So it was like something like very, with, with the old uh, come on, uh, vendeuses, the ones that were selling the collection of couture. It was only couture, there no more, no prêt-à-porter. And they were saying, oh, beige and gold is so chic. Bon. It can Beige be, but it can be this uh, hor horrible, you know, of course. Uh, or boring. Oh, yeah, there was so much, you know, with the cliché of elegance, that chic, that no, 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 no. And me, I was mm, saying, uh, what does it, is it mean, what they are saying, you know. And in London, it was not that. It was uh, people were 
expressing themselves through their clothes. You know, and there were groups, there were tribes that were a lot, a lot more inspired by that than uh, by those chic à la française and the snobbish. In reality, it's very bourgeois, enfin bourgeois, snobbish, to be snobbish, you know. And, and then punk turned up and... Oh, it, yeah. it was fab, and I was truly, I, I discovered on World's End, and uh, uh, truly it inspired me uh, a lot, because I was saying, yes, in reality, for me it was more touching me, I, f I felt I was more part of it than that still the chic à la française, the haute couture, where that is chic, that is not chic, and all the didact, you know, but it was what, terrible. What was it about the values of punk or the aesthetic? Is it because it was anti-establishment? Completely, that was that, and at the same time, it was going in the way that it was showing me that uh, difference can be beautiful and is beautiful. It depends in which way you are looking at it. So for me, it was that, yeah. You know, uh, for example, I remember one thing, coming maybe from the punk, it was like I saw some uh, uh, boys and girls, but very like uh, six, seven years old, all dressed in black. In France, never you should see uh, little children dressed in black at that time, you know. Mm -hmm. It was like you have to be in beige, in sky blue, and pink for the girl. You know, it was a, a small one in black, I find was finding beautiful, on black color, beautiful anyway. So it was a kind of... Uh, uh, but it was also that movement was a movement social. Mm. I mean, like uh, all the big changement, because for me, punk has been a, a big changement of fashion, let's say. It's something that represents the time, the society, the economy. At that time in London, it was, the economy was quite disturbed, you know, yes. uh, in the end of the 70s and 80s, you know. So uh, all that was represented like a rebellion about the society. And in reality, I love the rebellion. I love the, when it's something, you know, it was not like uh, free, uh, free. It was not uh, uh, to have an idea or some, only eccentricity. It has a sense, I mean. I feel like the world is ready for a rebellion again. Yeah, yeah, yes. I think, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. and we Definitely. want you to lead it. Absolutely want you to lead because you've always been ahead of the curve. Um, you know, you talked about ide ideas about diversity through your fashion and, and gender fluidity, and now that now only now have these topics become mainstream in fashion. You must be delighted that finally everybody's talking about these. Oh, definitely, yes, yes, and it's not finished. I think it has an evolution. It has, a, of course, at the beginning, but you know, I think uh, honestly. I don't feel like the creator and an artist or whatever. I think my job, my passion, which is my job, and I am lucky to have it, you know, and to have a passion, uh, it, it is like to, to honorate, to be the reflection of what's happening, you know, around, to smell what is uh, going, to, to feel what is going on, you know. So I think that any creation, if you do something only to be known because it will make scandal, I think it is not right, and it doesn't go further, you know. When it's truly, you have to show some things that goes with what is happening in, uh, in uh, life. For example, me, I was feeling that at the time, you know, it was a big changement for the men, you know. And the regard, the look of the woman on the men also. That uh, men can be sensible, men can be not only John Wayne, like a macho, you know, uh, they could be sensible, they could cry, they could also be sexy yeah. and uh, not to be... You know, in France, when men were a little dressed like that, it was always like, oh, okay, he must be gay or something like that, you know? Not like the Italian, which are 
truly like doing very, very like uh, doing, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the English that speak through the clothes and can have, for example, to be from the city on the uh, uh, the father and the child can be punk, you know, and they so go together the and they mix, and and they mix you know. Things, yeah. So I think uh, that we have not that mentality in France. So, uh, so uh, truly, uh, me, I was, uh, I was always interested by people different. So, of course, the, uh, I try to show also equality in the sex between men and women, and to show also that men can be male object. They can be object, and the women not, because already it was supposed. I remember I was shocked when I was a child, uh, because uh, at the TV there were one programs, uh, uh, there was one movie that was called with Brigitte Bardot, Swabel, be beautiful and shut up. And I was like scandalized. I said, why? Because all around me, all the girls I was seeing were more clever than men, a lot more clever. So I always uh, tried to, see, uh, to show that. For example, the jacket, you know, the jacket, uh, the men's jacket, let's say, they have a pocket here yeah. for the valet, for the valet, you know, here. So women, jacket, no. No, 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 they have not. So me, I put there and I changed and I didn't put for the men. You know, <laughs> I tried to make something like that, which is, can look like stupid, but for me, it was resonance of uh, what I wanted to say, you know. And it is, what you're talking about is, <coughs> it's authentic to you, it's authentic to your, your belief in the world, but where does your resolve come from to be able to just do it? To go out there and to represent the misfits and to just do something completely radical and different to everybody else? Uh, what is the question exactly? Where do, so where do you get the, the confidence to do that? I don't know. I think uh, the confidence in reality is maybe like, maybe I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't, didn't hesitate. No, because I said, I felt, you know, in, in reality, maybe because at the beginning, something I saw and I was attracted, you know, I was uh, seeing some girls, you know. It was uh, some girls that were dressing in a different way on that different attitude. Because maybe my kind of rebellion. You know, I will tell you the beginning is when I uh, learn that uh, Santa Claus doesn't exist, you know. There I say, ah, ha, ha. they are lying to me, so I don't <laughs> believe them. After the bell of Easter, same thing, and I, I, I say, maybe God doesn't exist, you know. So I was like, mm, what they say? So when people that were too much like teacher, uh, like teacher saying that is right, that is not right, I say, well, maybe it's not true what, what we are saying. So relativity in everything. Mm. So I think that I, I had little by little confidence when I saw some people that I find interesting and different. And I say, oh, I admire them. And I, for example, I want them for my show, you know. And I saw that, for example, one girl that I remember that I remarked was very different. She was like very much like the 20s, you know, Anna. And she was... Uh, at that time, I was working at Patu, and I said, oh my God, she's fabulous, because she was like with uh, black lipstick and red, uh, red uh, makeup on the eyes, you know, fabulous, you know, on no shoes, and she was with a 40s dress, she was fabulous. And I said, oh, she's great, she's great, she's great. And after I saw that, for example, the designer that was at Patu said, ah, maybe, yes, we can take her, like, etc. And after me, I was so sure of her in some way, I like her so much that I say, go to see Saint Laurent, maybe he will love her. Uh, uh, he will love you. And she went to Saint Laurent, and at that time it was one that was really choosing all his model, like I do all, all the mm -hmm. time uh, myself. But he, he, and he, he find her and take her, and she inspired him the Russian collection. 
So all that make me give me confidence in what I was feeling, on that my, what I was feeling was maybe good, on the, uh, I was not the only one. Well, maybe if I have been the only one uh, to think that, maybe I should have n not have that confidence. But somebody that I admire yeah. uh, sees the, the, with the same eyes at me, I was like, oh my God, so I am in the right uh, direction, you know? Making the right choices. After it happens that sometime I was not in the right direction, but in, in, anyway, I went on. But, but, but I think it's good and uh, very, it, it gives me uh, confidence. So I didn't doubt so much. And so what's getting you excited now? Sorry? What's getting you excited now? What you and now? Mm. Um, and what, uh, and both like aesthetically and politically. And politically. And politically. And politically. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I should say, like, uh, for example, there is something, well, I should say something, I will speak first about something that concerns all people about also fashion. Mm -hmm. It is like uh, recycle, mm. recycling, and eco uh, ecology, and that thing that is like, yeah. that is politic, you know, yes, I absolutely. think. And we have to do, and they have to do something. So me, I think, well, me, I think, I. From in the 70s, I remember there was already like a movement, you know, against the too much of com consumption. Mm. And uh, now we are. Absolutely. We are absolutely in a way of the consumption is enormous. And there is too much thing, uh, there is too much things produced and not enough, not enough to, to wear them, to buy them, uh, about everything, about food, about when I hear that there is some that are obliged like to burn clothes, for me, it's like a shock and a scandal. I think instead to make more collection to be more known or more strong, I think it's the contrary they have to do. I think that now there is some people that think too much about like to be mass, of a, to have the power and to take the power ab about another group, let's say, and not thinking about what we have to do now, mm -hmm. you know. It's more like, so it's completely political. So what should we do? Because you're right, fashion has become so disposable. There's so much of it. You know, we are talk, told what to wear by magazines on a weekly basis. Go and buy I this think outfit. Don't put in the garbage your clothes. Mm. Maybe you cut them and make it in a new way, you know? If we were all as talented you as see, you, everybody or this can lady. do that. You have a, a, a trouser, cut here. Already a lot of people do it. Mm. It make a new one for the summer. Okay, do that. And after, maybe with that part, you can make something like a kind of a sleeve with somebody, a thing else. Mix the clothes together. Do things like that. Yeah. It's interesting also creatively. Yeah, I mean, if you I started like that, you know, I will tell you, do, uh, doing kind of recycling. My first collection were like that. Because, like, I have no money when I started mm. with my boyfriend, Francis. Like, I have no money. I, uh, come on, uh, I, I find some, uh, for example, like jeans jacket uh, of mine, which were old and like that, and I put linings that were printed or in a lame or things like that. Same with camouflage jacket from the army, you know, and to mix them and to put them with a skirt in feathers and things like that. But I tried like to find things that were not expensive because old or already mine and to make something from that. You know, I think you can create with things that already exist, you know. It's not a copy that, it's to make another creation with something that already you have or something classical or something, you know. So I, I think it's interesting and everybody can do that. I've done it in the past and now Jean-Paul, I will be doing it again this summer. T tomorrow <laughs> morning I'll be chopping off my jeans. Um, <laughs> 
Is that why, because of all the disposable fashion, you've, you've stopped your ready-to-wear line and you're just yeah. focusing on haute couture? Is that your, it, was that the reason to do it? Yes, I think that, you know, now I, I am quite old, you know. So, it's a long time I did fashion. It's yeah. all about being youthful. <laughs> you can be youthful oh. forever. Uh, thank you. But uh, I think that there was so much collection, <laughs> so much collection that I, I did that now maybe it's the time like to leave also like some young designers that do very good things, you know, and it's also their spirit, you know. I think that when you get older, maybe you are not uh, uh, as much in the energy of doing something yourself. So I still want to do things and I love that, you know. But uh, I think it's good like the, the young one takes a place, you know. So I am doing couture still, and, and now it was the time, the right time to do the fashion freak show. Yes. So that was the thing. Jean-Paul Gaussier, keep challenging convention, keep creating, keep representing the misfits, and we wish you all the success in the Thank world. You Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. The fabulous Jean-Paul Gaussier. Merci, merci à vous.